We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And a pleasant good afternoon to all those out there in Irish Breakdown land. I am Vince D'Addario. I am the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com. That guy right there is Brian Driscoll. He is the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. And it's Friday, which means it's a Friday free-for-all mailbag. Best day of the week. And this is, I haven't been here in two weeks. And so I'm pretty fired up. I missed last week, but I'm here for this week. And I also want to say... I was watching at home uh, yesterday as I was uh, a little under the weather, and uh, I appreciate everybody's thoughts, um, wishing me the, to, to be better, and I, I appreciate that very much. So uh, back and better than ever, ready to go, right as rain, ready for a Friday free-for-all mailbag. I'm pumped. And uh, Brian, we have a question right off the bat that I think mm-hmm. that fits today. Um, mm-hmm. QKibs97, Driscoll Claws. What sort of goodies do you have for me in the mailbag today? A Porsche, maybe? I have been very good, boy, cheering on the Irish this year and following IB content. So what do you have for him, Driscoll Claws? Does that mean I'm like your elf? So so first of all, I hate the Driscoll Claws thing because some <laughs> guy that I know that who I despise, some clown that uh, now covers another team mm-hmm. that I despise, uh, called me that once, and I did think it was funny. I'm not mad at you, but it just <laughs> brings up bad memories. But to uh-huh. your to your point, Vince, when you and I started this uh, this podcast, and when I when I launched Irish Breakdown, my first my first objective, as you very well know, was Vince, you're going to come with me soon as you can. You're going to come with me. Made that happen. Yep. Then we launched this podcast. We we we've done all these things. I have been working. Uh, around the clock for two right. and a half years oh, building yeah. the sucker up. Right. Yep. And the promise that I made to people when, when we st- started this and we started doing the super chats and we started asking people to give us their hard earned money was listen, this money isn't so that I can, you know, send my wife and I on the coolest vacations all the time. Right. I like <laughs> right. to get there someday. Right. It was you support us. We're going to grow. We're going to build. 
and we had a really good so far. We're not even done yet, but we've had a really, really good 2021. And the support we've received from people from Super Chats, from just watching, which again, if you can't give Super Chats and you just watch, you're helping us grow. You're yeah. helping us uh, grow financially. You're helping Irish Breakdown be stronger. If you're just listening via podcast, no, you're not giving Super Chats, but you're helping us grow. You're helping you're, you're helping us financially. If you're a member of the message board, you're clearly helping. We've had third over 30 people sign up to be Booster Club members. Uh, so we have grown a ton. And then of course our website has grown quite a bit, like by five figures and in, in financial amount from where we were a year ago. And what I promised was, is if you all support us, I will put it back into Irish breakdown. And so because of the success we've had, I am going to start, start a search. I've actually already started it. I've talked to a couple people, uh, but we are going to hire a new full-time recruiting reporter and a beat reporter starting in 2022. My goal is to have the, the recruiting reporter in place on January 1. That's my goal. Uh, if we can do it sooner, great. If it takes a little while right. longer to get the right person, that's going to happen that's too. that's so but important. This, yeah, this so is going to be right a full-time deal, and I'm very excited about it. And go from basically just kind of me and, you know, we've had some people help out that have stepped up and help out, helped out a ton. Andrew McDonough who wrote the article yesterday about Navy and the, the rivalry, the forged in blood, volunteered to work for free. Now, you know me, Vince. I can't let anybody work for free. Right. I take care of him, but he, right. he doesn't want anything. He just wants to help. There's been so many people that have helped us along the way to the point where now we are in a position where we can start expanding. And I'm excited about it because there are things lacking from a content standpoint from Irish Breakdown. There are things that we don't do. We don't have daily recruiting coverage. That right. needs to change. That's going to change. Uh, that then keeps me from doing some of the things that I want to do and some of the some of the aspects of the business that I want to continue to grow. So being able to add a couple people here over the next six to eight months uh, is really exciting. And it's only possible because of y'all. I mean, no and that's the thing is I, I promised if you help us grow, we are going to reinvest in it to make sure that our product is even better. Right. For you. And so I can't thank you all enough. I'm excited about this. This is going to be great. It's going to be a bumpy road because, you know, obviously you, you've got to find the right person, but uh, it's going to be worth it. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about about that. I'm going to like I said, I'm going to put some things out here this next week and officially just out there for for, you know, job boards, different things like that. But if if anybody has any ideas of, of who they think I should pursue outside of the Notre Dame beat, if there's somebody out there, if you know someone that, that that wants to get into this, just hit me up. Hit me up a private message, right? I'm looking for someone that's going to work their butts off. I'm looking for someone who is going to self-motivated, yeah, and, and really get after it. Someone with that that can relate to people, mm -hmm. and and uh, I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about it, and it's um, and location is not. You don't have no. to live in South Bend. Matter okay. of fact, it's actually an advantage if yeah. you don't in a lot right. of ways. Right. So, yeah, so, so, but hey, and, and I've seen people down here. I'm stoked for y'all. And hey, look, don't be stoked for me, right? Be stoked for all of us because this yeah. is going to make the Irish Breakdown community and the content so much better. And, you know, that is something that's lacking. And it's part of, and this isn't it. Like, eventually, I want to hire two recruiting people, maybe even three. I want to hire somebody to cover, you know, basketball and all those other sports. So, sure. uh, this is just the beginning, y'all. I mean, that that's the thing is this is just me. I didn't start Irish Breakdown. So like I could do all this work and then, you know, Vince can help out with the video thing. And no, this was always meant to grow. 
and we're growing and I'm excited about it. And it's because of y'all. So um, I wanted to get that out of the way. That's kind of my, my little nuggets for you there, Q Kibbs. Uh, I put this on the message board a few days ago at Irish Breakdown. Uh, but um, yeah. And so and just I've, I have had people, this question was asked in our in our uh, our chat and this question was asked of me to a couple of people that I've said, hey, give me some feelers. Uh, there is no there is no requirement in regards to male, female locate. I mean, it's I'm looking for the right person. I'm looking for someone who's going to dominate that yep. job. And, you know, actually, some, and so if you it's certain parts of the country, if you don't live around here, it's actually going to be better because there's yeah. more prospects by where the right. people live. So Not a ton of I'm looking for somebody who's going to, who's going to dominate. And, 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 and no sense that I'm looking for a dude, you know what I mean? I didn't, none of that. I'm looking for someone who's going to dominate and someone's going to work their butts off and someone who's going to be coachable. Those are the things I'm looking for. So um, that's, that's where I'm at. So love and, it. And, and, love and it. that's where we're at. So I'm super excited now. I know people didn't come here for that, though. No, okay? they came for questions. They came here for questions. And Q-Kibbs has a question, so yes. I'm going to throw it out to you. Okay. He says, obviously, we aren't in practice, but what have you heard on Diggs, what Diggs shows in practice over SMA? Well, it's essentially about what what why he graded out higher on the Irish breakdown yeah. board coming, right. in, coming out of high school. I mean, I had Logan Diggs ranked ahead of Audrick SMA. And I know that he was ranked higher as a recruit. And, and I love Aldrich Estime. I can't wait to see what he can do. Right. But Logan always had superior feet and vision. That That's the thing. And that's what people miss. Because I think sometimes in the recruiting business, we get so we get so wrapped up in certain measurables that you have to have. You know, it's like you have to have explosive speed. And, and I'm like, Dexter Williams ran a 4.6 and he was – nobody ever caught Dex. Well, Troy Pride did once, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a spring, in a spring game. But it, it's not about um, it's not about like you've got to have this trait. You've just got to be productive, right? Kyron Williams is not going to run a four three at the scouting combine, right? He was not a super highly ranked recruit either. It's about do you have vision? Do you have the feel for the game? Do you have the patience needed? Do you have the balance, the the power, the just the all around game? And Logan ha has always had that. And I think he's a very intelligent player too. Not that Audric is not, but I think those things are why why Logan's been so good. Really, from the moment that he got on campus. I mean, that's the thing about Logan is he's. We've been hearing reports about him uh, from the moment he got on campus. Now, Audric was the one that got a lot of the, the publicity because he looks like a right. You he know, looks like, like a dude. A, I mean, I yeah. mean, yeah, he looks like a, a sculptor. You know, you say yeah. bodybuilder, right? Right. And and he's going to be good. I can't wait to see what Audric can do. But Logan was always the better prospect. And I think, and this is just my two cents, this is Vince's opinion. Um, I think with Chris Tyree going down uh, with that turf toe, I think Logan was a good substitute for Tyree because he can do a lot of the same things, if that makes sense. Right. It was an easier... Ball, right. Yeah. It, it was, you, don't, yeah. you don't have to change the way you're doing things when you insert Logan Diggs in for Chris Tyree, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. You'd have mm -hmm. to change some things a little bit if you put in Audric uh, yeah. in that spot. And so when you're talking about substituting somebody for an injury and not a long-term situation, sometimes that plug-and-play is just a little bit easier. And so I think right. that might have a little bit to do with it as well because Estime's getting on the field uh, in the short yardage stuff. So, I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like he's not playing. He is getting mm -hmm. in there at times. Um, so he's impressed the coaches to a degree, but uh, I think the plug and play makes a difference when you're in the middle of the season. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does. And and I think that was the other good thing about the two freshman backs, both of them. Right. Is we said this summer, they both have the size to step in and play right now. I mean, right. you, you don't have to worry about them like wearing down. I mean, if a freshman gets 20 plus carries a game, he's, he's going to wear down. That's but like sure. in the role that they're going to have. And, right. and we're starting to see more of Audric too. I mean, they're finding roles for him. He's played special teams. He's been in the game as a lead blocker, right? If he wasn't showing them something, they wouldn't be finding no. roles for him on special teams. It's just right. you're at a loaded position group. You know, yes. that yeah. that's the thing. And that's that's what's making it harder to get. I mean, it is it is impressive. Like, look, are there things Lance Taylor needs to do better as a recruiter? Yes. Has he missed some opportunities for even better players? Yes. But the 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 quickness with which he's been able to completely restock this depth chart along with the help of of other coaches, because he was not the primary recruiter of Logan Dix. Terry Joseph and Tommy Reese were. But he, Audrick Estime, and he helped Chip Long, you know, get get Chris Tyree. So it really is great uh, how quickly they've been able to do it. And there's another dude coming in next year. If y'all have not seen Jadarian Price's senior film, you got to watch it. He's a beast. So uh, it's only getting better. And, of course, they already have a commitment from Cedric Irvin, who's this change of pace guy in the 2023 class. They're looking for another guy in that class. So uh, running back is going to be loaded here for years to come at Notre Dame. Well, and, there, and there's always that outside chance that they could flip a kid too, right? Sure. I mean, just, just an outside chance. If they put I'll, in the work, yeah. I'll throw it out there. I'll throw it out there. Notre Dame football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Irish tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need for all of your go-to Irish tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their Notre Dame tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. The Irish are back home for their third straight game inside Notre Dame Stadium when the midshipmen of the United States Naval Academy dock in South Bend. Mutual respect will be on display when these two longtime foes square off, and you can see it all in person by going to TickPick right now. Just visit TickPick.com slash Irish today to save $10 on your first order of Notre Dame tickets. Again, that's TickPick.com slash Irish today to save $10 on your first order of Notre Dame tickets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 
Okay. Uh, John Long. John Long says, question. So with Navy attempting to shorten the game, how important is it to keep Jack Cohn in rhythm? Felt pulling him last week cost him a little five-yard out throw in the dirt after coming back in. I I think, oh, and then he follows it up with, feel it's important to score on every possession early. That part is the key to me, oh. is scoring early and often. I think that is very important. You know, against this Navy team, against any team that runs triple, they're not built to come back. They're not built to quick score. They're built mm -hmm. for three yards in a cloud of dust or three right. yards in a bunch of rubber pellets, okay, because uh, they play on turf. Uh, but you want to get on them quickly, and you have to take advantage of your, of your possessions. You have to, because if you don't, then that gives Navy an opportunity to be good. Now, I don't think that this Navy team – I don't think that this Navy team is good enough to hang with Notre Dame. I think they're going to be able to score uh, quickly and often. Uh, but I agree with you. Letting Cone get into a rhythm is very important. Three yards and what? <laughs> a bunch of rubber pellets. That's freaking great. Because <laughs> there's no cloud of dust. I've never heard that before. That's so awesome. I just made it up. Um, I, don't know. I, I talked about this yesterday, Vince, in, in the show, which I, I know you heard. And, and it yeah. was basically, look, against Navy, the best thing you can do is to score early and score yeah. often. And yeah. I don't care if it's – I mean, I prefer quick explosive plays just because it puts them in a, in a bit of a bind. But if it takes seven plays, it takes seven plays. But you got to right. score. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if pulling – I don't know if that was the problem with Jack. I, I, maybe it was, but there have been other times in the last two games where they've done that, and Jack's come back in and, and made pretty throws. Right. So, right. I think, I think pulling him for a play specifically. I think he just missed it, and he knew. Yeah, it. Like and, he, yeah. He, it was soon hands as it on the hand, hand was, yeah, yeah, right. he, yeah. Now maybe it was because he got yanked. I mean, I'm not dismissing what you're saying, John. Right. I just I don't know. We've seen other times where that's happened, and he's made good throws. Right. So, um, but yeah, I I think. I think Tyler's got to find a, a he's got to have a role and that occasional run him in for a play or two is is not necessarily what I love, but the red zone part right. of it is definitely something oh, yes. that I'd love to see. Oh yes. I, I wanted to we had a super chat that was given before we even got started. So I want to pull that one up. Just your ordinary Joe. Thank you, Joe. Really appreciate that. Joe showed up. Vince, you you talked to Joe for a long time at the tailgate. Joe is the guy that walked up with the gap closer shirt and then had another Irish breakdown shirt underneath and was rocking the Irish breakdown okay now it all ordinary joe is yes now thank it all you makes sense chat, thank joe. you joe really joe is tied that. for the all-time lead in the highest uh super man chat. he i had a great time talking to joe we yeah. we could have i could have talked to him for another few hours that's mm -hmm. the scary part uh let's see here oh here we go matt sokolowski says i work at a country club in florida doing tennis maintenance and there's a college tennis tournament and notre dame is here right now not a fan of watching tennis but still cool that some notre dame athletes are at my work I used to watch tennis when I was a kid. Like, did the you really? Like Wimble, like the bit, like Wimbledon, and like Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi, and all, like that during that era. Back when, watch, yeah, back yeah. when tennis was cool. Like, because yeah, there was there like there Americans that were really good at it. Yeah, and, you know, call me the ugly American or you want, but like, I just I relate to, you know, like it's like I only watch soccer when the it's the World Cup or the Olympics and America's good, right? I right. Just, well, for, for a while there, like Andy Roddick was the only good male American that was playing. It's like, yeah, this is what we got. All Hard right. Pass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tommy Guns, IB Nation. What's up, Tommy? Let's see here. We got a lot of talk about uh, Tommy's podcasts, which is good. He listens to History Podcast, which is awesome. There we go. 
Jacob Hayden, you mentioned in an earlier show that if Brian Kelly decided to leave Notre Dame, there's five people you would call about the head coaching job. Can you list those five, or is that hush hush? Now we did a show on this a, couple, a few weeks ago, and mine were my five were uh, John Har John Harbaugh. <laughs> Bob, sure you're very clear. Make sure real clear on that. John <laughs> Harbaugh, the good Harbaugh, the one that actually wins championships. Yes. Um, Bob Stoops, Jeff mm. Brom, uh, Dave Aranda, and Marcus Freeman would be my five, my five calls, my five interviews. There you go. Very good. If you've got one, there was a super chat down there uh, towards the bottom. If you want to grab that, we had a, I don't we had a couple of those. Actually. Okay, I don't want to skip to the bottom. Yeah, I'll, I can pull those up. Okay, so I've got this one here from <laughs> Alex Pulsifer. Who do you think declares early for the NFL draft? There's still a lot of unknowns. I, the guys that I'm, I'm confident are de going to declare early right now, I'm pretty sure that got I mean, it's obviously Kyle Hamilton and Kyron yep. Williams. Those are my two. I The latest I heard, and again, it's been about a month since I've gotten any intel on this, but I've heard that, that, that Jarrett Patterson has always kind of been leaning towards coming back. I think a position change may shake that up a little bit, I, meaning I think he might actually be more prone to come back if there's a position change. I think the guy right now, uh, I, I would imagine Jason Adamiola is going to come back, even though he's a senior. He has a fifth year. Hmm. I, I mean, excuse me, is going to go pro, is going to declare. Yeah, okay, I was going to say. Uh, I believe if I had to, if I had to bet money, I would, I would right now lean towards Isaiah Foskey coming back. And the reason I say that is, is I think Isaiah is is a very talented player. This is an incredibly deep edge year. From what I'm, I'm, I've talked to like Ryan Roberts and some other, you know, who, from Rise and Draft, who's been on our show before. Seems like this is a loaded edge year. I mean, you've got George Karloftis, you've got my Jay Sanders, you've got Kayvon yeah. Thibodeau. I mean, there's a ton of edge players. This may not be the year a, a guy that's played really one full year wants to come out. He still may come out. I've heard he's kind of torn on it, but I think once he gets the feedback of, of on a more specific, yeah. Um, standpoint then then i then i think he may come back but i know he's kind of from what i'm told he's torn 50 50 so those are the guys that i i feel are now other guys may not come back but they're not going to be declaring for the nfl draft like there may be some rising seniors that don't come back because they they grad transfer somewhere else kind of thing but as far as the nfl those are the guys that i that i look at as potential options all right you want to grab that other super chat and then i'll go back to the top i can yes sir Got a couple actually down oh, here. John DeCrisio said uh, Drake Bowen said in an interview that he always wanted to play for Alabama but never got an offer. Hmm. Why do you think Alabama wouldn't offer him? I, I don't know. Uh, I was told originally that they didn't offer because they were afraid he was a Notre Dame lock. That I heard that from schools. somebody else too. That, that that was a lot of the, the whoa, they're only an hour away from Notre Dame. He's going to go to Notre Dame kind of thing, right. even though that really wasn't the case. Exactly. I mean, it ended up being that way, obviously, but right. like, that wasn't his intention all along. Right. And I think some teams got in on him late and it was too late. Right. And the other thing too is I don't I don't I don't know of Nick Saban ever really recruiting a two sport guy. Mm. And I and I wonder if that's part of the thing for Nick Saban too is, you know, this isn't a place you can really be a two sport guy. You can't lose the spring of football and be a starting linebacker against the group yeah. of guys at Alabama. I, I don't know that. I'm just I'm that's kind of always been a thought of mine about would make sense. Because Drake Bowen, like we said, he's a legitimate two-sport guy. This isn't like he's an okay baseball player and they're going to just appease him and give him a shot as a freshman to go play baseball. He's a legitimate – like I've been told he's going to get drafted in the major league draft. I heard that as well, you know? yeah. And so um, that, I think that's 
that's obviously something to, to, to consider, consider as well. I don't know if that's part of it as well. And then we have another super chat from John A1. I saw his deal, his uh, avatar pop up. Happy Friday, IB. Excited to see my first Notre Dame game. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Nice. And that's look, we said this summer that if somebody said if you if you can only make to one game, you know, that kind of thing, like I and we said Notre Dame Navy would be a cool first game to get to because yeah. of everything involved. So I hope that you, uh, I hope that you enjoy it, enjoy the pageantry because you're going to see things this weekend that uh, you know you don't normally see in a Notre Dame right. game, which is part of what makes this rivalry so much fun. Well, and there's kind of a similar tone here. Uh, where is it? Just went away. Oh, here we go. Jacob Hayden, where is the best location to stand during the player walk? I'll be at the game tomorrow. Now that that walk starts at the Goog and then it goes by Touchdown Jesus and then comes straight down, I believe past the reflecting pool and then into the stadium um my guess and i have only been there one time but my guess is it gets more crowded the closer you get to the stadium so either get there early and get anywhere or my guess is closer to the goog you get the less the crowd is going to be uh that would be my suggestion I remember I, I walked with a recruit one time, like in the player walk, and it wasn't as crowded when we started, and it got more crowded as you get closer to the stadium. That could I have been a tell, one-off. I would, I would say, Jacob, I would ask uh, other people in the chat. Like I know Brandon uh, Plensner's been uh, seen the player walk. I would encourage them. Yeah. Uh, encourage them. So if you've been a part of the player walk before and you have advice for Jacob, please put it in the chat so Jacob can kind of look at that because I. I've never been part of the player walk, so I don't have an answer to that. So, but yeah, I can, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I don't, my wife, my wife used to, to take pictures of it when she was doing photography for us, but she would get on top of the stadium and kind of take pictures down. down. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't, and some, somebody said this. Uh, about the the five coaches we would call i'm not calling lincoln riley because that's a wasted conversation and all he's going to do is use that to negatively recruit against us right there's no way lincoln riley's leaving oklahoma to come to notre dame no way and that's the thing is you can't say well, i'm gonna call bill belichick right and Lincoln. you know you got to be smart about who you can actually get because what will happen is if you just start calling every good coach in the country and and and, and start asking them hey you want to come they're going to say no and they're either going to use you for a pay raise or B, they're right. going to negatively recruit. Well, you know, Notre Dame tried to come and get me, but no, this is a better place than Notre Dame. So I'm right. not going. Exactly. You got to be smart. Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley's not coming to Notre Dame. No. So I wouldn't. I mean, if Lincoln, now, if Lincoln Riley called me, if I'm the AD and Lincoln Riley's agent calls me and That's says he's different. interested, heck to the yes, he's getting a phone call. You're and right. he immediately vaults up near the top of my list. Right. But he's not, he's not making that call. Yeah. That's a whole different conversation then. Jacob Hayden then kind of follows up. He says, any intel on good places to possibly get pictures and autographs before or after the game? After the game is the best time. If you just hang out at the gate on the north side of the stadium, that's where all the players come out and when the game is over. Now, generally, they're meeting their family and such, so you got to be careful a little bit. But when we used to leave through that gate at the end of games, we were sifting through autograph hounds and and and, and fans and kids and stuff waiting on the players to come seekers, out autograph so, seekers hounds seek no i'm just joking but anyway that's that would be i think the best but you're not going to get anything before the game i mean they're 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 pretty dialed in they're pretty focused and they're the player walk as they walk i mean that they, they don't really stop to do stuff so that would be my suggestion would be after the game outside the gate 
is where I would hang out. Okay. Uh, Coleman. That I do remember. Yeah. Right. Uh, do you think Sebo will transfer after this year? I mean, he's a senior, so he's graduating. So I would imagine he would find a place to go carry the ball more as a fifth-year senior. I, I don't I know. I, I don't. I've been told that definitively, uh, but I would. I would imagine he's going to find somewhere else to 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 play because he's not going to play a ton next year. I mean, it's not like no. Look, if Lo- if Logan Diggs has already passed you up already, right? No, I agree. Yeah. Just your ordinary Joe. Great explanation of cut block versus chop block in football one hundred and one. Gotta love the boards. Uh, Follow up question. I'm assuming that's what FU stands for. Uh, why so inherent? Uh, or it's an so FU inherent, question. Um, I would <laughs> just say, why so inherent to triple option? Couldn't they just quote regular block? No, because uh, what you're trying to do in the triple option is you're trying to create immediate running lanes. So you're trying to create, uh, you're, you're trying to cut because you're trying to um, make an immediate lane. You can't get right? stalemated. Yeah, it's not a yeah. zone where if you wash the guy out, you're going to cut behind it. No, it is trying to create hard and fast. The ball's going here, and and we need to make sure that this path is cleared. Right is is essentially for plus it's a it's so it's quick hitters. I mean those fullback dives hit the line of scrimmage quick. Those fullback tucks hit the line of scrimmage quick. If you're just you're normal two blocking, yards back, give or take for the fullback to two the, and a half I to mean, three at the most. You're, you're you're sniffing some, you know. Yeah, it's not there, like an I yeah. I formation fullback, right? right. I mean, you, 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 sometimes they'll get a little bit deeper if they're going to do more of like a you know a wide thing. But I mean, those things hit quick, and yep. you've got to you've got to get got you've got to get the movement stopped right away, right? right now. Now there are times we've seen Navy incorporate this too, where they will they will not cut block. They don't cut block on every play. They'll actually, if you're going to go, they're going to wash you because they're going to basically do a bend. I mean, they're going to bend that thing back. Uh, so they're going to take advantage of you know slants and things like that, which is part of the evolution of the triple option. But that's that's the reason why they do cut blocks. And then on the perimeter, it's the same thing. Right. You want to get those pursuers chopped, so you you've got a, a free reign to the outside. Yep. Absolutely correct. Great question. Coleman Smith, where does the O-line recruiting stand in 2023? Super early. And, and I, I believe Monroe Freeling is going to make a, another visit back to campus. Uh, Notre Dame is trying to get Chase Basantis onto campus. Obviously, Caden Proctor is priority number one. They like TJ Shanahan a lot, Harris Sewell from Texas, uh, Caden Green, just some some other names. There was a kid that they were recruiting, Josh Padilla. He just committed to Ohio State, I believe, yesterday. Uh, that was always kind of where you, you thought he was going to end up. Uh, so those are just some early names, but it's it's really early. Uh, I don't know, especially with some of the the rumblings around about possibly there being a new coach at Notre Dame next year. I don't. I still don't know if I buy that or not. I think right. Brian Kelly's going to use a strong finish. Just like, see, you know, um, this is why he needs to be stay and all Did that. You kind see of that stuff. publication that was put on the the Facebook page, our, our Facebook group about they ranked the yeah. top offensive line. Yeah, coaches. they had Ed Warner from Florida Atlantic number two. So I laugh at those kind of things. That 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 company, know, that, 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 that boomer company. They they I feel like they just put out stupid things just to kind of create you know <laughs> right just to go viral because that's all they do. It's just really good lord. Hard. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's really early, Coleman, and I would imagine it's going to take at least until the winter before they start to get an idea of of not only who they, I know who they like, but right. in regards to who, and they just offered a young man. I'm trying to remember his name now, but they just offered a young man recently 
from uh, southeastern part. I'm actually going to try to find his name because he's a pretty good player too. But they offered a couple kids that actually visited this past weekend. So they're 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 still expanding the board and uh, and and trying to make pushes for kids. But uh, let me see if I can find this guy. Looks like uh, I don't know if I if I follow him yet. So maybe I did not follow him yet. But anyway, they they have offered couple offensive linemen recently. Uh, Kobe Keenum, I believe, is a guy that they just recently offered. He's an offensive lineman. So, yeah, so there's there's definitely some – oh, here we go, Vison. Oh, there we go. What's that? I forget what his last name is. Um, Vison Lang from Alabama. He, he visited recently, and Notre Dame just offered him. He's another kid from 2023 that's new to the board. All right. Scott Yerbeck. Says, how do we sit with Dante Moore, and what percentage do you give for our chances to land him? I've said for a while. We talked about this the other day in the recruiting show. I yeah. I like where Notre Dame is at with Dante Moore. Now they got to finish and they got to close, but I'd rather be where Notre Dame is than a lot of other people. I'm I'm just being honest with you, and and I know that I'm in the minority in, in holding that view, but I have always heard great things about what Dante, how Dante feels about Notre Dame. I've always heard a lot of good things about Dante's understanding of what Notre Dame can offer him beyond just the football. And that now includes the NIL stuff. Look, being the quarterback at Notre Dame is going to offer you a level of, especially if you're good, is going to offer you a level of exposure you just really can't get almost anywhere else, except maybe Bama now. And and he's smart. But even before the NIL stuff, it was about the academics and the opportunities and those type of things to challenge. I, I think Dante wants to be challenged. I think great quarterbacks do. And then being challenged on and off the field, which is what you're going to get at Notre Dame, is something that I think entices him. Now, again, that doesn't mean it's a no-brainer. It's not right. a lock. It, you know, I, I'm not betting my mortgage next month on Dante Moore picking Notre Dame, but I really like where Notre Dame is at. Chances to land him too early for that. When he gets closer yeah. to decision mode, I'll feel better. But I, I, I would, I like where Tommy Reese has placed Notre Dame in that recruitment. I'll feel even better if he gets back on campus again here by the end of the year. But I like where Notre yeah. Dame stands with Dante Moore. Demetrius Rex, where does Navy's defense stack up against the rest of Notre Dame's schedule, particularly against the bad defenses in the back half of the schedule? This is probably yeah. the defense. They're probably playing better than any defense that they face. Now, they don't have the talent of other teams. They don't have anybody on their roster like some of the kids in North Carolina has. But they're actually playing good defense right now for them, you know, against not great offenses. It's grading uh, on the curve. Right. Yes, exactly. Compared to just the atrocious defenses that Notre Dame is going to face down the stretch. Uh, where are they on the schedule? To me, they're the worst team that Notre Dame is going to play this year. Just they are. It is. It just is. Yeah. Jimmy James, who's ready for Dublin 2023. Vince, Vince texted me last night. Start Time to start raising. putting some money away. So, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy James also just signed up for the message board. So I appreciate that. Oh, uh, nice. I believe, at least, yes, I believe he did. So I appreciate that, Jimmy, very, very, very much. And for anyone else who wants to do that, right there at the bottom. Boards at irishbreakdown.com. You can you can join. Irish Cubby, what's up, IB Nation? Not sure why, but I've never liked the Navy head coach. I'm hoping we can make a statement to the committee and win 50 to 14. Go Irish. That would be I a statement. Definitely agree with that. I, I have a lot of respect for Ken Niamatalolo. Liam Niamatalolo. There you go. Nice. Um well done. Yeah. I I I think as a coach, he's done a great job at Navy. I just don't care much for him. 
And part of it for me is I felt like, and he's gone away from this. He's not this way. His sideline antics early on in his tenure were obnoxious. Okay. They were like PJ Fleckish. Uh, and I thought his team was, I, they, they aren't as bad anymore, but for a while there, I thought Navy played really dirty. And, and I did not like that. I mean, late cut blocks. I still remember a really bad late cut block on Robert Blanton. And, and just the way that they acted, I was like, man, this, that was the only time in my career, his first few years at Navy was the only time in my life that I actually was like, you know what? I know that this rivalry means a lot to me, but if they're going to do that, then you know what I mean? Forget that. Mm-hmm. And, and they've changed. I think he's kind of grown into the position a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I've had a hard time getting over some of that, to be honest with you. I, I think that's, that's a, a lot of the reason why. Uh, Jay Wiki Jr. says, in recruiting dual sport athletes like Bowen, do you think the staff had to go and pitch him to the baseball team or vice versa? And how closely did the two staffs work together on him? On some players, yes, you have to pitch him to the other team, the other right. sport. Yes, because they're like, hey, give us a shot here. Yeah. Hey, just, yeah. you know, can you help us out with this kid? Right. Right. That was not the case with Drake Bowen. My understanding is the baseball team, if Drake Bowen would decided he just wanted to play baseball, the Notre Dame baseball team was going to recruit Drake Bowen. Yeah. From my understanding is he, he is a, he is like, look, is he like an elite top hundred player in baseball? No, he's not there. But like, that's, I mean, in baseball, you if you're a top 500 player, I mean, that's, that's pretty good in baseball. He's, mm-hmm. he is a top player in this region. Notre Dame would have tried to recruit him and did. And so, yes, the football team and the baseball team did work together on him. And that's what we were told was something that was very important towards the end of getting him away from Auburn because Auburn did a phenomenal job selling the baseball angle. And it was the combination of Marcus Freeman and and Chad Bowden with Link Jarrett and his staff that ultimately sealed the deal. If Link Jarrett's not Notre Dame's head baseball coach, I don't don't know if I'd feel as good. And if – if it wasn't for, I mean, if Marcus Freeman wasn't the new DC or Link and Link Jarrett wasn't the head coach, no chance of getting Drake Bowen, none. And the, and the success that Notre Dame has had in baseball exactly. over the last year and a half, which is been, a byproduct of bringing yeah. in Link oh, Jarrett, in my 100%. opinion, hundred yeah. percent. Yes, no question about it. I know it. you're very very high on, on on Link Jarrett. Yeah, as I, a coach, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's not unfortunate that I coach baseball, but I would love to cover this Notre Dame team like on a regular basis. And it's hard for me, obviously, because I'm coaching, but like. I really respect the job that he's done because no matter what anybody says, it's still hard to win in the North. They play the game the way it's supposed to be played at that level. Absolutely. I I, I really am hoping that they do some sort of a coach's clinic because I will be one of the first ones in line uh, to go talk to those guys. But another conversation for another time. All right. Uh, Scott Yerbeck. We do have a super chat down here, Vince, if you don't mind me getting down to that. I don't mind at all. Got one from Richard Maltby. Glad to see Vincent, twins reference, healthy and back at it. Ooh, he's a little Arnold Schwarzenegger, wow. Danny DeVito reference there. <laughs> glad to see Vincent healthy and back at it. Not glad to see all of the dismay in this game taking place. Um, I haven't paid attention to the chat, uh, but uh, no I didn't realize. Yeah. I, I, Let's see. Richard also has another super chat. Thank you for that, Richard. The history is one thing, but a lot of people do not understand the kind of talent the Navy gets from the University of Notre Dame, all about respect. So there was something that I saw the other day that no other institution has produced more officers in the Naval Academy, in, in at Navy, 
than Notre Dame besides oh. besides Navy, like other than the Naval I Academy. See. I see. I got you. You know, like other colleges. Uh, sure. I saw somebody had something like that. So yeah, uh, that's kind of that was that was the reason we had that article at IrishBreakdown.com, and the, the the article was that was titled, and I didn't come up with this. Like I usually I come up with the titles for all the stories, even the ones that I don't write. But I didn't come up with this one. And Andrew McDonough did, who wrote the article. And he, and normally, even when people give me title suggestions, I change it. But his was perfect. And it was Notre Dame and Navy, um, a bond forged in blood, I think is what it was. And, I mean, it was just uh, – I'm going to find it here again because it was just so – if you haven't read it, you, you've it got to read it. Put it in the chat. Uh, the yes, the chat. a bond forged in blood. I'm going to put it in the chat now. Good call, yeah. Vince. It was uh, if you don't really fully understand, like, you know, it was kind of this thing about the about why Notre Dame plays Navy. I just put a link in the chat down there that you've got to check out that I, I think explains it really, really, really well. Awesome. Back to Scott's question. He says uh, with Drake Bowen, is he leaning more towards MLB or NFL career? If he gets drafted high enough after his sophomore season, will he bolt to Major League Baseball instead of staying for his junior year at Notre Dame, go Irish, beat Navy. I thought that they had once, so he can get drafted out of high school, but then once he declares that he's going to college, doesn't he have to stay for? I There's some kind of years. new rule that no guys can come out at. But yeah, I, I, I'd have to look into that, Vince. But like, okay. I like I know guys that go to to junior colleges can come out after two. Okay. Right? There's some kind of rule that gives exceptions. I'd have to look into it. I don't. I'm not familiar enough with the rule, but I, I don't think Drake would fit into that. I think he'd have to be a junior. Okay. I'm not as concerned about Drake leaving for Major League Baseball after, once he gets to Notre Dame. I think the concern I would have would be more that he chooses baseball out of high school. Right. Depending on how high he gets drafted right. and what that signing bonus looks right. like. Right. And, and of course, there's a chance that he could do a played Notre Dame in the fall and then do minor league baseball in the spring and summer. He, Absolutely. he could do that. I, I don't and think that would done. be the case. It it's has been, been done. done. Right. Yeah. Oh, we've got a Heisman trophy winner did that. Ricky Williams and Russell <laughs> right. Wilson did that. That's one of the reasons NC state decided to go with Mike Glennon. Stupid. Um, instead of Russell Wilson, but uh, I'd be more concerned about him getting drafted this summer and, and going than I would be once he gets to Notre Dame. I think once he gets to Notre Dame, and he's playing football. If he's a starting football player at Notre Dame, he's not leaving for the major league draft. He would be, you know, I, I, I would imagine football would be the thing he would focus on. Got a couple questions down here about yeah, this please. recruitment as well, Vince, that I'll, uh, that I'll, that I'll, I'll pull up as well. But um, Paul Rose has one. My, my, my sick guy. If uh, Bowen is Bowen, the type of kid that will help recruit players like Sonny Styles and AJ Harris to help build this defensive class, hundred percent. He said so when he committed, mm-hmm. and we've already seen comments from Sonny Styles and him. Uh, Drake was going to come back, I believe it was for the Georgia Tech game, but Sonny Styles is going to be on campus this weekend, so Drake's going to be at Notre Dame this weekend. So yeah, he's nice. already he's already. It helps when that. you live very close by too. You can mm-hmm. come on your own dime, no big deal, and you can recruit, recruit, recruit. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott had a follow-up here. He says, I have to say you guys are the best to listen to around Notre Dame football. I've listened to others, and they put me to sleep. Zzz. I only listen to you guys. Appreciate what you do. Go Irish. We appreciate you, you Scott, very much. Yeah, I can't comment on the first part of what you said, but I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. <laughs> oh, boy. You got something you want to put up? I got one if you no, don't No, just one. that – Just. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, so okay. much I want to say. I know. Find there another is. question quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. Rob Tidoff, Brian and Vince, it seems like every time Kevin Austin either makes a catch or drops a catch, he's limping back to the huddle. Is his ankle bothering him or is it just my false observation? I would imagine it's your false observation because when Kevin's not running full speed, he has a little bit of a a he's weird a, Yeah, he's got an interesting gait. Right. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. It, it is because he kind of he does he kind of you know it's like the way he runs you'd kind of if you look at it quickly yeah. you'd kind of think like is he is he limping right uh, timeout Tom ND has recruited well with edge defenders I feel there's need for a couple three hundred plus pounder defensive tackles are there additional recruits in twenty two they can pursue or in twenty three they can fill that need I just I don't think there's the need for that. I think it's more about power and leverage. Uh, you know, look, Aaron Donald's the most dominant interior force in the NFL. He's what 285, right? 290 at the most. Uh, Notre Dame plays an aggressive attacking defense. They don't need 300 plus pounders. If you can get an athletic 300 plus pounder, go for it. I'm not anti 300 pounders. I'm just not going to go bring one in just because he's 300 pounds. Right. There just aren't a ton of those guys left. And those guys tend to go to like Georgia and places like that because they play in more physical three, four right. fit their size type of deals. Uh, give me a 290 pound penetrator over a 310 pound runs, you know, run plugger any day of the week, in my opinion. Yeah. The other thing, too, is you have to remember is that Notre Dame's trying to eventually go to a three down defense and their three down is going to be very attacking. It's not going to be just a plug and play. Right. So I don't think there's the need for that to find the force feedback. Now, if again, if you can find a guy like that, Hero Canoe is going to be 300 plus pounds, but I'm not bringing him in because he's going to be 300 plus pounds. I'm bringing him in because he's athletic, powerful and can make a lot of plays. That to me is the is the bigger key to getting that done. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. D-Rock, after a two-day hiatus from IB, back in the house today. 
for the live show. Good Did we offend that. you, D Rock? I mean, what <laughs> happened, man? Like, are you upset with the Vince? Self imposed timeout. Yes, Vince wasn't here, so you're like, Psh, get out of here. You know. <laughs> Uh, Ryan M. Speaking of running backs, love what I see from Jadarian. Great vision, north-south yeah. running. Think he can be really, really good. At I agree. Notre Dame. I agree. Great feet. Great feet. Yeah. He's having a monster year. I'm going to have an article up on him later today that Brian Smith wrote uh, for us. He was actually at Jadarian's game last week. Uh, I know you've kind of touched on this, but if you just want to give a quick, quick recap, uh, Toe Jam 1992, great name, by the way. Are there any late additions to the 22 class that we have a shot at? I think the two best they have a shot at are Billy Shrouth and Xavier Nwankpa. And again, I, I feel very good about where things stand with Billy Shrouth, although the longer it goes, just the weirder it gets. And the, the, Seriously. You know. But, uh, you know, for me, when, when I, Xavier Nwankpa, I've always felt they have a much better shot at than most people do. And so we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that pans out. But I like where Notre Dame stands with both of those. If I had to predict, I'd say those are the two that they'll get. Now they're going to try for Anthony Lucas and Hero Canoe and – yeah, I know that they're still kind of recruiting other receivers, but that's only if they miss out on if, if Amorian Walker leaves. They would try to replace him. I don't know if they're necessarily dying to get a another guy. Irishman seven one one four. Glad to see they let Vince out of solitary. It it is very solitary at home by yourself. Do you know if Styles has a time frame for his commitment? Glad to see him and Bowen visiting together. Go Irish. Go IB Nation. And they visited together for the Cincinnati game as well. There's actually a picture of those two plus Nolan Ziegler in, uh, that I've seen. Uh, time frame, no. There's no specific time frame. I think that that he will decide sooner rather than later. I don't see him dragging his recruitment out a, a long way. I think he'll decide with. I, if I had to predict, I, if he's if he's uncommitted in the next six to eight months, I'll be surprised. Wherever he's gonna he's gonna yeah. pick, and I like where Notre Dame is there, but they've sure. they've got to close. Ohio State's not easy to beat, but I, I think Notre Dame's put themselves in good position. Toe Jam says, welcome back, Vince. Looks like you recovered nicely. I feel good. I feel about 90, 96%. Uh, Toe Jam, 92. Here we go. If you were doing one of those trust exercises where you had to fall backwards into your team, which ND position group would you pick? Defensive line. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and there you. is no other group. I mean... <laughs> For so many reasons. Yeah, right. That's great. That's a, that's but a great just answer. consistency. Yeah. The th the unit I trust to show up for big games. Yeah, it's them. Yeah, I don't know that I have a better answer, to be honest. I I, I was trying to think Last outside year, the box. It would have been offensive line. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. I trust all those guys to catch me. I do, but I don't think there's a better one than the defensive line. So I don't know. I, There's some position groups that may, if they had a chance to let me fall, would probably let me fall. Well, I have a feeling. That might be <laughs> I mean, you know who I'm going to go after? I want all the walk-ons. The walk-ons can catch me. I like those guys. Wapu Nation. They can catch me. All right. Michael Brahoni. Thoughts on flipping Singleton. He plays in my hometown. He's the real deal. Uh, would be great to have Price and Singleton. That would be Nicholas Singleton, who's a running back committed to Penn State. I mean, I'd be fine with it. I love Nicholas Singleton. I have only said numbers are tight in this class, and I would just rather see them use those tight numbers on positions of greater need. Sure. That doesn't mean that he's not an excellent player. It's just sometimes when you only have X number of scholarships, you have to say, hey, look, yeah, we love this kid, but but we're kind of good there. We need, we need guys over here. 
yeah. <clears throat> that would be the reason for that. But if they have room for him and he's interested, heck yeah, I'd try to flip him. I just don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think James Frank would literally have to leave Penn State, right, for that to to happen. And that's but I'll tell you right, if yeah. Notre Dame's not talking to Drew Aller, Nicholas Singleton, Caden Saunders, and Drew Shelton, they're not doing this recruiting thing correctly. I agree. I agree. They should at least be in their ear. Those I mean, are four Penn State counts. kids. Yep, yeah. those are four Penn State kids that like Notre Dame a lot. That I think Notre Dame could flip if they start now, and then James Franklin Franklin leaves, and then you're going to be in a much better position. Right. If you wait till James Franklin leaves, you're not going to get him because other schools are already starting on him. I Absolutely, and they should be. That. They should be. All right, Jeff Fluke. Let's say Alabama doesn't make the playoff. Long shot. I don't think it's that long of a shot. Just going to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Would you want to face them in a bowl game? I'll never. I'll never be afraid of competition. So yes, of course. Right. I mean, I would you're no trying to be the best. You always need to gauge yourself against the best. Yep. Uh, you know, do I think Notre Dame would win? Not the way they're playing right now. Do I think Notre Dame could battle with them if they continue growing and developing and getting better as a program? Yes, I do. I think they can hang with Alabama. This is not mm-hmm. your typical Alabama team. They will be next year, but this year they're they're not. And and look, even next year they're going to be really good. I, I think I think Alabama is truly, truly, truly special. They're just way better than everybody else's years are are behind them. Yeah, right. I, I agree with that. Super chat. You want to grab that one, Brian? Yes, sir. David Carpenter, falling into the D-line position group. D-line is a good choice. Some groups may not be assignment correct. That is a great, <laughs> great response, David. Great response. Like, I, there's no way in heck I'm falling into the offensive line group. Because, A, they'd probably let me fall. And, B, even if they didn't want to let me fall, I'm not guaranteed that they'd have the proper hand placement to catch me. That is a phenomenal response, David. That is awesome. That is a great. That is worth every penny response. of that super chat, David. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That was awesome. That was great. That was that was absolutely great. <laughs> uh, since D Rock uh, admittedly was not in the chat yesterday, I'll throw up his prediction. He says Notre Dame thirty-one, Navy twenty. Middies score late twice, and BK has the team do a knee on the Navy five-yard line. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. By the way. <laughs> Uh, we got we got Alex. Got to get that comment up. Little, little got to give him a hard time. Is, I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan, but no November games for this guy. Learned my lesson a couple to the couple I, I went. Burr. Yeah. So I'm gonna make fun of you and call you soft <laughs> for being there. But let's just say that I will be sitting in my I will be sitting yeah. in my living room yeah. for all November games. Right. Okay. So uh, I'm just calling you soft just out of projection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll be sitting in the press box with my jacket on. Yeah. Uh, because Vince I'm definitely soft. is soft when it comes to cold. I don't like being cold. Open. Yeah. I don't like being cold either. Yeah. Yeah. I But I didn't have, my, like, my winter coat on like some people did last week. Mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there. I just yeah. had a sweat. I had my soft. Irish Breakdown hoodie on. So, representing the brand. Yeah. But honestly, like, for me, it would depend on who they play. I'm not going to a November game against Georgia Tech. Right? Just me. You know, because, again, I don't like being cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and for me, I couldn't write stories on my iPad because how cold it is. I mean, so right. practically it would make no sense. But like if it was Clemson or like a, a bigger name, it, yeah, I'd be out there. Yeah, I'd definitely be out there. Yep. Uh, Omar wants to know if we're going to Dublin next year. It's two years from now, mm-hmm. and the reality yeah, is not going to Dublin not. next year. <laughs> yeah, the reality is probably not. Uh, but well, you know, I'd like to. I, I mean, we're, to. we're gonna. Yeah, it's just for me. It's it's things would have to change. Right. In regards to travel and requirements for travel that um, <clears throat> that uh, for me would make it difficult. But yeah, if 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 
we're able to do it, we'll certainly try to do that. I could, we, my wife and I were planning to go to Dublin last year. Right. For that game. I remember and, that, yeah. Yeah, it got canceled. It, it was like literally, it's like it all started like I was getting ready to buy my tickets when team people started talking about like, you know, are they going to have a season? I was like, let me go ahead and hold off on that <laughs> non-refundable <laughs> yeah. flight and hotel here real quick. Seriously. So luckily that worked out. Uh, Nate Wallace wants to know what position Drake Bowen plays for baseball. I think he's an outfielder. I, I don't uh, know the answer to that. I don't. Yeah, I thought he was an outfielder, but, but let, there's let, a reason that I'm not scheduling Andrean on my baseball schedule. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> say that. Because so, they are somebody we could easily play. And yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that. Yes, I understand. <laughs> I'm not a glutton for punishment. Here's an interesting one, Vince. Coleman Smith says, USC was my first game in 07 when I was five and opened the gate for the players during the player walk. So first of all, I hate you right now because you were five. I was in my late 20s. That was, but that was also my first Notre Dame game. So Coleman and I were uh, both on campus for the first, or at a home game for the first time. I'd been on campus before. I'd actually been in the stadium. I'd been to a spring game once, but okay, uh, yeah, never, never in a real game. Uh, Michael, Michael has one here. Michael says, Hey, Brian and Vince appreciate all you do. Thanks, Michael. Can you list some of the important recruits that will be in town for the Navy game? Thanks guys. I honestly have not looked at the list. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't. Uh, I would imagine Tom Lloyd's got a full list of who's, and this is probably not a game necessarily that they're pushing recruits to come to. Yeah. I mean, there's, well, I think, I think right now they actually, they actually are because they just want to get some kids back on campus. It's just more about wanting to be around guys, but they're not pushing the game day experience, the environment. And a lot of it's guys that have already been here. Like, you know, Monroe Freeling was a big offensive lineman at 23, uh, Sonny Styles. Right, guys, you don't necessarily have to impress with the environment, but you just want to get more face to face time. Right, uh, there's guys like that, but but I'm not, I honestly have not. I've had a lot on my plate this week that I've been trying to get ready and and with some of these back end business things, so that's why I have not had a chance to take a look, Michael. But I uh, apologize, Anthony Solomon. He said he, he's talking about Drake Bowen. He said okay. that Alabama wanted him to pick one sport to play, and that doesn't makes, surprise me, that yeah. makes perfect sense, yeah. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. Got a super chat down here for, from Bren Chris. Hey, Brian and Vince, my first time joining live. There you yes. go. Yes. Uh, and thank you for your super chat as well. Uh, question, as a coach, how to approach game planning, like how you choose plays, how many, and then also on D. So on offense, it's a process. The first mm-hmm. thing that, that that I would do and that we always did was, number one, you kind of you, you first get a first look at your opponent. Okay, and and then you kind of get a feel for this is the kind of defense they play, and you 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 get you get a grasp of that. Then the the next thing that I would do is you say, okay, what are some things that we can do uh, to build around our best players? And that's how the early part of the game plan goes into. Okay, so we are going to here's our three or four concepts that we're going to run every week. What are the ways that we can effectively run them in this game? So you start looking at formations. Okay, look this team lines up this way. So this formation is going to allow us to either get an isolation that we like or to out leverage them, things along those lines. Then you start kind of taking it to the next level. How are ways that we can manipulate them to get our base package going, right? So we're an inside outside zone team. What are things we need to do formationally against that defense? And because it's, when I say against the defense, it's, it's really twofold. One is how they line up. Two is what's the personnel, 
right? If they've got a weak end that we can hammer, I'm going to look for every possible way to, to say, how can we run and exploit that weakness? If they're soft up the middle, if they have linebackers that, that, that aren't fast to the perimeter, there's things that we're going to do to try to exploit that, right? So that's the next part of what you're trying to do. Uh, then you get into your building your pass game around your run game in, in, in a lot of years. Okay, these are the these are the formations that we like for the run game. How do we fit our offense, our pass game around it? Then it's okay. Here's things we think we can be really successful with in the pass game. You build those in, and then you say, okay, what are some wrinkles we can add to our run game that will that will complement that, so that people don't just know that when we line up here, it's going to be a pass game. And it's all built around the idea of of using your best players to take advantage of their weaknesses is the way that I look at it. And then of course you get deeper into the week. It's about, okay, now it gets into situational football. What's our third down package going to be? What's our two minute package going to be? What's our red zone package going to be? What's our coming out package coming out is you're going to, you're going to have, if you're inside the 10, you're, you may have some like going out, like you're backed up inside your own 10 you're going to have a, pa- a sort of a safe package or a big play package, depending on what the other team does. Hey, when we're backed up at the two and we go 13 personnel with a receiver outside, they're going to cover zero. So we're going to take a shot. We've seen Notre Dame do that. They did that against uh, Navy in 2000, or excuse me, Northwestern in 2018, if you remember, because Northwestern got real edgy and they just threw a bomb to Chase Claypool and Ian hit him perfectly and Chase made the play and got him out of trouble. So, uh, you kind of put all that together as you go through the week. And then after Tuesday, you run some stuff and you're like, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> so we got to alter it. You know, we got to maybe tinker with it a little bit. And then by Wednesday, you, you'd like to have an, a full idea of what your game plan is going to be. By Thursday, you've got your situational stuff really figured out, your third down, your red zone, and you've got your script. Because your Thursday team period is going to be a lot of situational football, but you'll also work through your script on Thursday as well. That's your first 15 plays. Uh, and so those, the, the, that's what I do offensively and defensively. It's, it's similar, you know, it's very similar to what they do, but that's how it was for me. Vince, I don't know if you guys did anything very anything similar different than that. Probably not as in depth, uh, because defenses aren't as complex at high school as they are in, in the college ranks. And so you kind of know what you're getting essentially. It's just a matter of executing, uh, offensively to make sure that you can take advantage of what they're doing defensively and things like that. Like we always, there's a certain team that we would always play. They would always play man to man, or they would always play cover three. We knew exactly what we needed to do to beat it. And we just couldn't execute it. You know I mean? It just, mm-hmm. it, it, so we weren't quite as complex as you guys, but very similar, similar, uh, mm-hmm. preparation. No question about it. Got a super chat from Lucas Chapman. Thank you so much for this, Lucas. Yeah, I appreciate Lucas, it. He says, I just want to show love for your content and the community that has been built. That's the part I really love. Yeah, man. I appreciate all the hard work and realistic analysis. It really does feel like a family. Go Notre Dame. Notre Dame 41, Navy 17. And that's that's also something we want to do different. It's not just we're Irish breakdown. You're the peons who give us money and, <laughs> and we don't respect your opinion and all this kind of thing. It doesn't mean we won't disagree and push back, but that's part of what a family does. But he and I disagree all, a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm well, trying no. to get him to disagree more publicly, <laughs> but he won't do it. Uh, and we're not going to fake disagreements. That's right. the other thing. But exactly. um, I, that's been the thing is we just wanted to do a little different and we wanted to make it, we wanted to make it feel like, Hey, look, yes, we're putting in all the work, but it, if I'm just sitting there writing articles and nobody's reading them, it doesn't matter how hard I'm working. Right. And, and that's what's made this a lot of fun. It yeah, really is. No question. And no thank you question. for your and it's stuff like that that makes it feel like a family because you guys are here every day. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's awesome. Thanks. Lucas. That's awesome. 
Okay, here's one from John Erickson. He says, do you think any freshman DBs transfer because of lack of playing time? I, I'd be surprised. I would be too. I would, yeah. I would be too. All right, Brian, I'm at 12.58. Okay. I don't know if you – I think you can probably get up there. I uh, think so. Yeah, I see where you're at. All right, cool. I'm going to okay. have to take off because school is school, bro. All right. And uh, But, yeah, in, in case there's anybody out there from uh, Mishawaka Caveman land, I will – talk to all of you tonight at seven yeah we had one person that's really worried about whether or not you're going to be able to do the game tonight. i will be there i will be there pregame starts at 7 15 see everybody right. later alex pulsefer says i remember watching notre dame versus pitt in overtime in 2012 and i swear it was the coldest i've been in my entire life the only warm place was in the bathroom so yeah if i'm curious where you're from alex because i was at that game and it was not that cold and i don't like being cold so i want i'm curious where you're from or maybe you're just a I don't know. I forget what it would be. Warm-blooded, right? If the cold bothers you, I think it's warm-blooded. Vince, did you ever teach uh, science? Vince is still down there. Is it cold-blooded or warm-blooded? Vince is a history and PE teacher. He has no idea. All right. Uh, here we go. Curtis Hewitt. Vince, you want to see this one before you leave. Curtis Hewitt says, hey, so just so you know, like the way it works is I'm here and I can see this, but down below I can see who's in the like the waiting room and Vince is still in the waiting room. So I can see him. Uh, he said, but so that's why I'm talking to him. I'm not nuts. Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Vince, uh, I have a 12 year old boy and girl twins. Just wanted to let you know I can relate. Double the bad and double the good. And Vince is down there going like this, like, oh yes. Uh, and having talked to Vince about his children, I can assure you he loves them, but it's also like, okay, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're, they're awesome. They're really good kids. Delali says on campus with my dad for our first game. Go Irish. That is so cool. There's a lot of people that I've seen, Vince, that are that are um gonna be here at Navy for the first game. Terry Howie says Swarbrick uh, must be close to retirement, could possibly see a new AD and head coach in the next three years. I think it's possible. I think it's certainly possible. We have a super chat down here from Michael Johnson. Michael says, Good afternoon, IB Nation. I missed the live chats, had to be an adult. I think that adult thing is very overrated uh michael and i am glad that you are past that and you're back with us because we've missed you because as we've said before michael is clearly the best dressed member of this community uh so uh but we we've, we've missed you and we appreciate you being back with us it's been uh it's been an interesting week interesting week for sure but we're glad to have you back and thank you so much michael for your super chat and for being a part of our community we have a question here. Uh, I was thinking that he can't win at Oklahoma because of a lack of defense. Uh, everyone knows if he would come to Notre Dame, he'd win multiple with Freeman and company. I think that's assuming that Marcus Freeman would stay, number one. And, and the other thing, too, is I don't think Oklahoma has bad defenses because it's Oklahoma. I think part of the reason they don't have great defenses is because of Lincoln Riley. I mean, he has to prioritize defense as a coach much more, meaning – there are some things I'd like to see them do offensively to, to help the defense a little bit. I think they need to pr uh, structure practice in a different way to help the defense, but they've gotten better. Uh, they've gotten better on defense. They're, they're not a juggernaut, but they've got to recruit better, but they've got to, they've got to do things from a head coaching and a coaching standpoint too, that helps the defense. It's not just about not having good players. They've recruited some really good players in the last five, six years. They just don't always play to that level.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.